Hi, this is Donna Valentino. Welcome to Perspective with Donna, a weekly podcast that will inspire your mind, body, and spirit. Are you ready to be inspired and change your perspective? Let's do it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Perspective with Donna. Thank you for joining me today. The podcast today is going to focus on not everybody is your friend. I don't know how everyone feels about Facebook. I generally like it. Some things make me giggle my rear end off and some things just really kind of piss me off. But every once in a while, you'll see something that really hits you in the right place. Well, that happened to me the other day. And I'm going to read you the story that I read. And maybe you read it too. I don't know who wrote it. So credit to whoever wrote it. A woman had a pet snake that she loved very much. The snake was about seven feet long. And one day it just stopped eating. After several weeks of trying everything, the lady still couldn't get the snake to eat. The woman took the snake to the vet and explained her situation. The vet replies, I see. Has your snake been sleeping with you at night or snuggling real close and stretching himself out? The woman said, yes, every day. And it makes me so sad that I can't help him feel better. The vet says to the lady, ma'am, your snake is not sick. It has been preparing to eat you. He's been sizing you up every day, so he knows how big he has to be. He's not eating, so he has enough room to digest you. Moral of the story, recognize the snakes around you. Just because they seem close to you doesn't mean their intentions aren't to devour you. Okay, so it's the moral of the story that I want to talk about. Between you, me, and the lamppost, me and snakes, we're just not friends. So the picture of a woman... Sleeping with this snake was freaked me out. It just didn't make my day. But I'm not going to focus on that because that's not what the podcast is really about. I don't know about you, but I definitely have had instances in my life, more than I'd like to count, of being friends with someone that you thought was a friend, and it winds up that they're really not your friend, but you don't find that out right away. I had an experience many, many years ago. My daughter was two. My ex-husband and I had just moved to Dallas, and, you know, making new friends was, you know, kind of a priority for me. I was an at-home mom. And I met a lady at, uh, I don't know, it was like a gymboree kind of a playgroup. And we just hit it off like this. We were instantaneous friends. We talked a couple times a day. We saw each other every day. And her little girl was two also. We just had this really great friendship. I felt it was a great friendship. I got pregnant with my son. And she was, at the same time as my pregnancy, another child became available. She was not able to conceive. So her daughter, Jordan, was adopted, and then her son, Jeffrey, was also adopted. So that adoption process took place while I was pregnant with my son. So my son was born at the end of March in 1993, and her son, Jeffrey, was born maybe three months prior. So clearly they're close in age. I figured, wow, this is fantastic. This is great. Somehow, it became a competition with her between the boys. She didn't do this with the girls, but with the son, I constantly heard, oh, Jeffrey's so much bigger than Jordan. Oh, look how big Jeffrey's feet are. Oh, look at the size clothes he's wearing. Look how much he eats. And you know, after hearing that a number of times, it started to get on my nerves. Actually, worse than that, it, it hurt my feelings, to be really honest. It's like, what the hell? Why, why would you do that? So in my mind, because I think I'm a pretty good communicator, talk to her about it. Just tell her, hey, you know, I'm not sure you're aware that you're doing this, but 
but it really hurts my feelings. It'd be really nice if you could just recognize it for what it is and not do it. I'd really appreciate it. She says, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I I didn't realize I was doing that. P.S. The behavior continued. What did I do? Broke off the relationship. I didn't feel, especially after you addressed it, and she acknowledged it and said, oh, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again, and then continues to do it. So what does that mean to you? I can tell you what it meant to me. All right, well, that's not really a friend. I wrote her a letter back in the day when people actually wrote letters. Maybe it was three pages, and I kind of said to her exactly how I felt about what she was doing and how it hurt my feelings, and it it didn't matter to her. She didn't care. I sent the letter, and for me, when I write down something on a piece of paper, if I'm writing someone a letter, it's a release for me. That's my way of dealing with a situation that I tried to talk to you about and still didn't gain any result. So I write the letter and I didn't necessarily expect a response, but I did get one. She wrote me a 12-page letter back. Wow. Okay. I started to read that letter and I thought to myself, all right, this is a hate fest. Okay. I, I wrote my letter as nicely as I possibly could to just address what was really bothering me. And this came back as you know, I'm a hateful person. And it, to be honest with you, I couldn't read the whole letter. I read two pages of it and I chucked it in the trash. I said, okay, you know what? Reading the rest of that letter actually doesn't benefit me at all because she's not talking about anything that's really relevant to an action that she did. And she acknowledged she was doing it. And then when I addressed it with her, she ignored it. And then she wrote about it and it's just, hey, it just doesn't fly for me. It's not, not okay. So I don't know if you've had instances like that in your life. I actually see a behavioral consultant, and I've been seeing her for probably six months now for a number of different things. I'm a, the kind of person that likes answers to questions, and sometimes you don't get answers to questions. So I struggle with that a little bit because I really like to have answers. And I didn't get an answer from her that was relevant. It was just BS. So moving right along, my behavioral consultant, she said to me, you know, I, I love seeing her because I will tell a story like I'm telling you, and she'll throw in that one question, you know? She'll just stick that question in there, and she said, how did that affect the rest of your friendships going forward? And I had to think about that for a minute, and I thought, okay, well, that's deep. Uh, I think it made me a little bit more worry. I'm a very social person. I like making friends. And I just had this experience with someone that I considered to be a real true friend and then found out that she wasn't. So that hurts, but it also is a learning lesson because now I'm going to really examine somebody's behavior. You know, you can say your actions speak louder than words. And I really look at a friendship and see, is it a give and take? If I'm doing all the giving and that person's doing all the taking and they're not giving any in return, that's a dead end. That's just nothing. I don't want friendships like that. Those friendships don't have any value to me because when you think about what a friendship is, it's trust and faith in somebody else and you're on the same plane, so to speak. So when that plane isn't there and the trust isn't there, that's really not a relationship. You know, I'm just here, you know, you're just satisfying me for the moment, but as soon as the the wind changes, I'm out of here. That's not a friendship to me. So I hope that if you've gone through anything like this, I have a feeling that some of you have. I personally don't want to go through that again. And it doesn't have to be just a friend, by the way. It could be a family member. It could be a daughter or son. Just because they share the same last name or they share your blood doesn't mean that you have to accept 
what they're giving you. Okay, the behavior toward you should be with love and trust and faith and not this BS because it's their BS, not your BS, it's theirs. So part of what I'm saying is that we need to set healthy boundaries around ourselves because setting boundaries is really healthy. So if you set boundaries around yourself, people see it for what it is. They either like it or they don't. But guess what? That's not your problem. You want friends that are actually not going to devour you and you don't see it coming. So thank you for joining me today. I hope that you got something out of this because when I read that story, it was an immediate hit for me. It's funny how an immediate hit will bring you back to a memory that was like, yeah, that was pretty sucky time. And I'm glad that it's over and gone. Anyway, I hope everyone has a good day and that you join me next week. I do have two books for sale. One is called Headstrong, Surviving a Traumatic Brain Injury Without Losing My Mind. It's about an accident I had 10 years ago. And the other book is called Heartstrong, Overcome Obstacles and Live Life to the Fullest. Thank you for joining me today. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more information about this podcast, check out the show notes for links and contacts. Visit my website, perspectivewithdonna.com. You can also click to my social media from there. Feel free to drop me a note on Facebook or Instagram. You can also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.